So, how's the wife and kids? That was sort of how our conversation started the other day. We hadn't seen each other in several months, and, you know, we were just meeting, we were catching up. Sure, there was a whole list of church nuts and bolts and business decisions and financial and administrative matters that the two of us needed to go over. But really, we spent the first, at least the first 30 minutes just trying to catch up. Be personal, talk about family, health, and summer trips, and you know what I mean. We were just catching up. We were trying to be relational, which is, as you know, being relational, and I might even add touchy-feely, for some people, is just, you know, it's natural. But it can be a real struggle when you know that for some of us, like us type A people, and especially in today's crazy, uncertain world, Sometimes it's difficult to just catch up. But catching up to what? Really, where do we start? And honestly, when we've been away from each other for so many months, especially in the year 2020, is it even possible to catch up? I'm sharing with you today, and our actual reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, begins with the 17th verse. It goes quite a ways. And even though, oh, I don't know, the, the text somewhere this week will have uh, all the verses in it, I'm going to skip around, okay? This is uh, from uh, the Apostle Paul, and I'll comment about what I mean by that in just a minute. Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 17. I'm reading, by the way, from the, uh, the CEB, the Common English Bible. So, I'm telling you this. And I insist on it in the Lord. You shouldn't live your life like the Gentiles anymore. They base their lives on pointless thinking and they are in the dark in their reasoning. They are disconnected from God's life because of their ignorance and their closed hearts. They are people who lack all sense of right and wrong and who have turned themselves over to doing whatever feels good and to practicing every sort of corruption along with greed. But you didn't learn that sort of thing from Christ Jesus. Since you really listened to him and you were taught how the truth is in Jesus, change the former way of life that was part of the person you once were, corrupted by deceitful desires. Instead, renew the thinking in your mind by the Spirit and clothe yourselves with the new person created according to God's image, in justice and true holiness. Put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, and slander, along with every other evil. But more importantly, and because you know who Christ is in your life, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other. In the same way God forgave you, in Christ Jesus. So ends our reading today from the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Well, let me share with you just a couple things uh, about Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And by the way, we're not going to get real scholarly this week. This is just simply my opinion. Uh, I've preached on and taught Bible studies on Ephesians for many years. So I'm just sharing a few things with you that I remember about the book of Ephesus. And by the way, I get to do it very simply because I happen to be the guy with the microphone right now. 
Number one, authorship. Lots of scholars uh, uh, who, uh, well, let's just leave it at that. Lots of scholars are pretty convinced that Paul himself was not the author of the book of uh, Ephesians, the letter to the Ephesians. Most believe that it was actually written uh, later after Paul's life, and it was written by a loyal follower of Paul who knew Paul, who may have traveled with Paul, and knew his thoughts and so forth. Uh, and there's all kinds of scholarly nuts and bolts reasons for that. Either way, I'm convinced it's Paul's thoughts, and uh, that's what's important here. Um, I would... Uh, who knows? There might be some Bible scholars out there today. If you really want to, I think, a, a pretty decent study on the book of Ephesus, look up a guy by the name of Alan Turner. I think it was in the early 2000s sometime. He wrote quite a comprehensive study on the book of Ephesians. And people like Alan often refer to Ephesians as practical advice for right living. Think about that. Any day of the week, practical advice for light, for right living. I think my favorite thing about Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus is, especially if you look in the book of Acts around chapter 19, you're going to see there where uh, Luke especially shared some really uh, historical thoughts about Paul's time in Ephesus. And um, I'm just going to say that I think when I read about, about Paul being with people during his time, I am by far the most touched when he writes about his time with his treasured friends in Ephesus, uh, especially when he said his final goodbyes to them. He talks about falling on their necks. He hugged them and they cried on the beach before they parted ways. The book, the letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians is so strong in the reality that God's powerful, loving grace is just the best. In the midst of all the difficulties of life, nothing even comes close to the power and the grace of God's great love for us. So, my opinion, the book of Ephesus. Look it up. Study it. Again. Look up a guy by the name of Alan Turner. You're going to love uh, his very comprehensive Bible study on that. So, friends, we're talking about catching up today, and here we are in the beautiful foothills and Teddy Tennant's driveway trying to catch up, right? Well, speaking of trying to catch up, well, let's just say it really hit the fan a couple weeks ago when the word got out about the possible reopening procedures going on at the Yuma First Church campus. Honestly, and I'm not kidding you, some of you already know this, I could not respond fast enough to all the communications, the text messages, the emails, and especially the phone calls. So Katie and I got a call and we, and we met with uh, the Cub Scouts. Yay, Cub Scouts! The Cub Scouts are back at the church. Uh, make sure you consult with the leaders. Uh, uh, Jose is... Uh, uh, the main leader of the Cub Scouts. Make sure you consult, though, with him before you or you, you take your kids or grandkids down there. Um, they are really being safe. They're following CDC guidelines and the whole works. But the reason I'm mentioning them is because today we're talking about catching up. And uh, as we met with them, 
um, comments were made sort of along the lines that, okay, uh, things are going to be pretty much back to normal and we're going to be able to do the same things and meet on the same day and everything's going to be kind of back to normal, right? Well, honestly, we all knew better than that. Uh, but I say that today because that's the way I used to think when I was just meeting someone, maybe for a cup of coffee, and I was catching up. I didn't say it, I didn't articulate it, but in the back of my mind, it was like, okay, let's just kind of catch up real quick so that we can get back to where we used to be. Um, speaking of catching up, as we're meeting today, you will see that uh, the Zoom, Video Zoom Ministry, we call it Amos for short, by the way, is up and running. Uh, there's Wendy and Pastor John over there at the table. Uh, we've got a new computer system. We've got a couple of uh, cameras. We're using the Zoom platform, and we're actually uh, broadcasting this worship service right into the homes, right into the homes of so many people at Yuma First who have not been able to attend a worship service, in some cases, for years. So our Zoom ministry is another example of catching up simply because we have learned, even though we've got some techies here in this congregation, we're not as techie as we thought we were, let me tell you. This technology and this digital platform is so far ahead of us. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's another situation where we've got a lot of catching up to do. Along those lines, some of you will note that right in front of me right here is uh, a tripod and there's this little camera on it and I'm standing in front of it kind of like they do on the news and I'm looking into the, uh, uh, this is very difficult for me, I need, you, I need you to know. One, I have to stay in some, one place. Two, I have to make sure that I look into the camera often because this is being broadcasted. And I'm, as you know, I'm used to kind of walking back and forth uh, and looking at you and looking at you in the eye. So uh, I would ask for your patience and for your grace. Um, uh, as I've been practicing doing this, I've noticed how difficult it must be for these newscasters to be so personable as they look into a camera and talk to people like they're meeting at Mostly Muffins just catching up on their lives. Don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they do it. So what I'm saying is that presenting a sermon and recreating an in-person worship service that's also being broadcasted as I look into a camera, I don't even know if I could call it catching up because it's a whole brand new experience for me. We're also going to be catching up in a way. Um, I'm thinking early in January of 2021, um, we're going to do kind of an All Saints Celebration of Life worship service where we remember all of our loved ones uh, for whom we, we lost in 2020. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we've always had a special service each year for something like that. So look for that in early on in 2021. Um, again, we're meeting in person this week. So I want to talk about some important things. In the midst of our excitement, in the midst of our recreating, and my friends, we are recreating ourselves and we're recreating what it means to be church, especially because we're meeting in person now in the foothills. Let's be cautious and let's 
be very careful. I had kind of a, uh, you might even say, come to Jesus meeting in my quiet time fairly recently. I'd been charging ahead. Um, um, I'd been stressed beyond my abilities, and I realized that this is where I got the idea for this sermon. I real I realized there was so much work to do now with the the reopening and other things going on in the life of the church. I realized it was impossible for me to catch up. Um, I had times when I was just kind of on edge to everyone around me, and my best friend has always been Brownie, the dog, because, you know, I really couldn't do anything to offend him, especially since uh, I get to be the one who feeds him quite often. But I was confronted with a mountain I could not climb. Then I finally admitted to Wendy something that she already knew. Friends, I'll say more about this in next week's message, but I finally admitted, and it was the right thing for me to do because I've turned a corner. I was genuinely struggling with what's commonly called COVID fatigue. I've been drudging through an aspect of loss, of possible grief, sometimes uh, of resentment and even angry at times because I realized that my life, and maybe this has happened to you, my life as I knew it, and as I certainly prefer it to be, had been taken from me. Yeah, I thought that life was moving way too slow for six months, and then when we came to the reopening and everything that it's been taking to reopen the church, I'm running every day trying to catch up. And I need to tell you that it happened so fast that I, it's still kind of an odd feeling. So, friends, look at each other, smile, keep your mask on. But remember, sometimes in order to catch up, especially those of us who are older, we need to stop, take a deep breath, and take a time out. Kind of like hitting the rest stop when you're on the interstate. You really don't want to, but you realize that you need to. So as we consider all this time and effort needed to catch up, I'm rem I am honestly reminded of how I used to run fast as a young man and would occasionally, occasionally have to slow down to catch my breath. But now that I'm older, I have to slow down a lot often and just kind of jog or walk slowly and focus intently on deep breathing just so that I can keep going so that I can catch up to what I'm trying to accomplish. That being said, and this is kind of an announcement and watch your emails, please. Please know Yuma First will be doing just that same type of taking a time out, slowing down and taking a deep breath for the month of November. Now, we're going to be pausing in-person Foothills worship here, right here where we're meeting today. We're going to be doing that for two weeks. We're going to take a break. We're going to catch our breath. And then we're going to continue meeting again in person in the Foothills, beginning on the first Sunday of Advent, November 29th. Um, I'm not going to go into why there will be other occasions when we can talk about it. But let's just say this. Uh, your worship leaders, uh, some of your musicians, Wendy and Michael, we've been planning trips in November now uh, for months, uh, bought tickets, made commitments, and so we're going to be, not only are we going to be gone, but also uh, 
Um, when we come back from the Pacific Northwest, we're going to be Wendy and I are going to be meeting with our family for uh, oh an early Thanksgiving. We're actually going to go get tested. We're going to go and get a COVID nineteen test. When we get back in the latter portion of November, just to make sure that we're clean and clear to be able to meet again with you on the 29th. So we're meeting today the 8th. We're not meeting in person on Sunday the 15th or the 22nd. We're going to get back together again right here in this driveway on the 29th of November, which is the first Sunday of Advent. Again, details will be going out. You'll be reminded again if you watch your emails. Katie will be reminding us in phone calls. Um, worship will continue. Nothing's going to change. Um, the the online worship guide, the music, the audio, you know, the files that we listen to, uh, recorded sermons, those will always continue. In fact, I can see all that continuing indefinitely, even while we're worshiping in person. So, friends, um, more details about that later. So, what the heck? Catching up is fun, isn't it, when you see your friends getting together, talking about family, talking about old times, catching up to how everybody's doing. I mean, everybody I know loves to do that. So let's let's keep our chins up. Let's look ahead. Um, friends, um, I, I don't know about you, but I'm choosing. I am not going to grieve anymore over what we've lost. I'm not going to grieve anymore over what I felt at one time had been just robbed from me. Um, and uh, those of you who know me well, uh, in case you were, in case you thought otherwise, I'm not even close to Superman. Uh, I have times in my life when I struggle as well, and um, I realized with with certainly with Wendy's help that this uh, COVID nineteen um, lockdown uh, pairing back of life things shutting down. Um, I didn't realize that it was, it's been as, as hard on me as I thought it was. So, what the heck? You know, the Apostle Paul said to his letter in Ephesians, Once you were this kind of person, but now in Christ Jesus, you have been created and empowered and strengthened to be a new person in Christ Jesus. So let's join together. Let's enjoy this time of catching up and let's realize that in the midst of this catching up what we're really trying to do is to catch up and be a part of what God has planned we're trying to catch up and be an active part in all this great stuff that God's got planned for us watch your emails friends please listen to the recorded messages that are coming on your phone uh, keep your chins up we, we have more exciting things going on in the life of this church right now than, honestly, your leaders can get a hold of and uh, catch up to. Um, yeah, there was a day when I thought, who knows if we're ever going to go back, get back to the way we used to be. And now I've realized that in Christ Jesus, friends, you and I are a brand new creation. And we're just catching up to all the beautiful, grace-filled, joy-filled things that God has waiting for us. Have a good week. God bless.